0: What's up, George? What's going on in the house of craze tonight? Oh, uh, in the house of craze tonight, we got the we got the Blair Witch project edition.
1: <laughs> Sam Sam is in a disclosed location. And we have Mr. Sebastian Bonet today. We're gonna to be talking to him about his art, his you know, his projects, and his Patreon. we are coming up next before your lights go out. Before the lights go out, let's get it. <laughs>
0: Show for independence all around Giving you a platform to spread your word All over town, Catch the Craze is the place To promote to your fans With the dream of Medina and Sam the Crazy Man, subscribe to our show And never miss an episode, it's time to Get your mans, listen to us on the go Updated every week, we never Miss a day, join the squad, come on in It's time to Catch the Craze If you are an independent, Catch catch the the Craze craze. Making moves on your own Catch the Craze, on your grind Craze join the movement catch the craze yeah George we did it again come on now you now you want to do it catch the craze. Oh, snaps. Hi. Welcome to Catch the Craze Podcast. I'm your host with the old Santa Crazy Man. Vera. There is no music because I'm using my laptop because the power keeps going out. What's up, job? And uh, we're George Medina. There you go. <laughs> What's up, George? George Medina. Welcome,
1: everyone, to another interesting episode of Ooh. Catch the Craze. We are live with, with Sam in the dark room over there. His I power know. sheet's going out. His laptop keeps going, looking up. This
0: ridiculous. Uh, we are
1: live. We are live. It is Wednesday, August 10th, 8 p.m. We have a very good uh, close friend of the show, Mr. Sebastian Bonet in the back, and he's going to be coming up to talk to us about his projects.
0: But if you haven't
1: done so yet, Sam's going to make everybody very dizzy. If you haven't (laughs) done so yet, please subscribe to the channel. Hit the like button, comment below. Do all those things. I don't don't think Sam's got all the fun stuff. I got that. All right um so make sure you subscribe help us get to a thousand, oh, a thousand subscribers <laughs> oh boy it's gonna be an interesting show to say the least today guys <laughs> but thank you thank you for joining us if you were on, <laughs> on with us at the seven o'clock hour we're talking to rodney rodney uh pike who has a book called uh, uh <laughs> I can't even think right now roadkill rampage roadkill rampage it's on kickstarter right now make sure you check that out support support rodney and his book it's the third issue in a four issue mini series so check that out and today we're going to be talking to sebastian i'm very excited to have him on the show he's one third of the nerds of the round and he's going to be talking to us in just a few minutes about his endeavors and what he's got going on why it's so dark sam
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, one is- fourth.
1: i'm sorry c you're right one fourth not one third they did add a fourth member to the nerds, and that is Val.
0: Oh, wow, they had another cast member to new edition. That's right, that's right. Yeah, yeah, she's coming coming in and she's bringing the heat. The takes
1: that she brings are off the hook. It's back now, that's right. So uh that's dope. Yeah, no, no, it's cool, man. It's cool. So so Sam, what the hell's going on over there, bro? What's happening over here? Well,
0: I'm using I'm using a mobile camera, a portable camera, webcam, and um, you know, usually I have it positioned over there because I'm drawing over here. This is my uh you know, since you guys are there, there's my draft table. Usually I'm drawing there. So um I decided to use my laptop because my power keeps going up on my computer over there. But the laptop is still has battery power, so the only problem is if the power goes out, the Wi-Fi might go out. So we'll see. Oh. <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's uh. crazy. The storm today has been out of control.
1: Oh my God! Well, listen, we may we may have to bring uh, we may have to bring in Sebastian before you go, so that way we can just carry the show. Magnus, um, <laughs> to get. Is that the name of the storm? I I guess back but That sounds, that sounds this like, this
0: thing is like it's I mean there's a war going outside here. I mean you can't hear yeah, it, but man. it's like the gods have decided that Texas is the stomping ground for the battle. It's like Yo, the see, battleground.
1: Listen, and this and this is this is why we have sea bass in the background. That's a villain in Stranger Things, Sammy.
0: Um I know, Beckman. right? See what happens Yo, when you bring
1: nerds on the show, bro? Bro, he- <laughs> <laughs> he's saving it right now yo so real quick I, w- I just wanted to give a shout out you know we, we always support indies and we support oh for stranger
0: things okay yes
1: yes support we support you know our, our buddies our buddies out there in the uh, in the indie world and we are going to be talking to, uh, i want to talk to you guys a little bit about ryan joss's book but before we do that sam before you before you crap out just give us what's
0: going on with uh with duty and disneyland in my toilet real quick in case Dude dude do you even know what's going on with the dudester anyway so there's an the in my that. toilet if you haven't done so already please sign up you know we're trying to get to 100 we're currently at 46 so thank you for the two newest signups today um we're trending there we're gonna get there we launch on the 20th of september issue number three i chihuahua this is when herman gets into I the house chihuahua. and he finally meets i mean actually duty gets into the house he meets herman the chihuahua who takes Duty's talking jalapeno There's a there's a joint extraterrestrial task force in hot pursuit of the down um, ufo whole lot of stuff's going on but this that's not all this is a double feature baby a double feature what there is a stretch goal where you can add on do these monsters on planet cthulhu what you unlock this stretch goal you can add this onto your basket this is a 24 page full color comic book that i created because of halloween but it looks like it might be a mini series we'll see but um so this is The first issue in the monster series where Dooley, this is after Dooley has left Earth and he is bored and he wants to go on an adventure and he hears about this Cthulhu creature in the outer rim somewhere. So he goes on this crazy adventure and now I think he's bitten off more than he can chew. So you can unlock this and you can get actual the single cover King Cthulhu sitting on the throne, or you can get all three covers, it's up to you. You can put them in one big spread. But if you sign up today, you'll get this digital PDF. All you have to do is say, I signed up and send me your email address, and I'll send you this digital PDF. Now, if you sign up, and then you back it for a physical tier, you'll get that physical print. 7 by 10 hard card stock, full color copy of Do Monsters on Planet Cthulhu. It is crazy. It is out of control. This series is nuts. But there's also a variant cover for they the my toilet, which is Here's Duty. It's a spin on The Shining. Who doesn't love The Shining with Jack Nicholson? So this is a variant cover that's also there. So there's a lot to offer in this campaign. If you haven't done so already, sign up. Let's get to 100. Let's make history together. Now, with that said, if you're in Texas this weekend, join me, uh, next weekend, join me at the All Comic Fest. I'll be at booth number 25. I'll be hanging out with duty and we'll be signing copies of the books plus doing some commissions so i hope to see you there and all all intents residents anybody who's coming to the convention you stop by my booth sign up to, to the kickstarter at the booth and i have a gift for you come and see me at the booth all you have to look is for the banner that says there's anything in my toilet or the art of vera so uh Woo, I am winded. That was a good one. I was gonna say, breathe, Sam. Breathe. breathe. I, I know. I, I know you. You Woof. think that you're no, I'm racing, I'm racing with out. the gods of thunder. I'm Jeez, like, they're gonna, bro, they're gonna shut bro, me down. You didn't want to pull the camera what, back? You said a you wanted bit. the link. Here's the link. Uh, so oh yeah, so sign God, up today if you haven't done so, so already. It's going <laughs> on, dude. Holy cow!
1: Woo! All right, Woo. all right. Let's take a little breather now. We're gonna let Sam take I a sip like of a real water or something. <laughs> and uh yeah, just to let you guys know. uh, This is in my toilet. The books are out. You guys should be getting them. There was a little, uh you know, a little, a little, a little problem at the post office with some media this mail. This is an end in my toilet. Me, Wonder Duck. Yeah. Adventures of Wonder Duck. Yes, indeed. Yes. Sorry about that. Yes, yes. <laughs> you got, you got, you got that all in my head already. But um, but yeah, so that's out. That's out. And make sure that uh if you guys have received it, let me know want to make sure everything's getting to you guys um and and that's that if you haven't been on the website yet getyourmeds.com check it out because i have tanks i have uh wonder Dog tanks tank tops up there for the heat the hot weather the hot Thank weather so check that out and i want to give a shout out big shout out to uh our boy mark torres who has and yes. a kickstarter right now going on for his book 30 years in the making designated is out there right yes. now so please check that out show him some love i did the lettering on the book so make sure you check that out. But I was telling you guys about about um, our indie friends, and uh, I was very impressed by one of the kickstarters that I received uh, over the weekend. The name of the of the book is Stealth Hammer, and Stealth Hammer is a, a you know a story that created by Ryan Drost. And Ryan Drost not only did the comic book, he wrote the comic book, but he also put together an art book. And I wanted to show it to you guys because it, it's a really really cool looking. It's a hardcover. It looks like it's six by nine art book that he put together. And inside the art book, he's got just, you know, just all kinds of cool things like, you know, just character designs and how he came up with the story. It's a 48H, really, really cool looking uh book. And I just wanted to give him a shout out because, you know, these are the kind of things that that Indies, you know, put their heart and soul into when we're doing these Kickstars, when we're creating some of these things. And he definitely put some some really, really effort and hard work into this thing this hardcover book it's a 48 page book and i'm glad that i got it in the kickstarter because i you know I, I didn't expect it to be um that amazing looking so big shout out to you ryan joss and the book stealth hammer if you guys haven't done so yet follow him on social media search stealth hammer just like it's written there stealth hammer on um ig on instagram and give him a follow same as ryan joss very very talented writer so make sure you check that out. i just wanted to give him a quick shout out uh, to let everybody know that that's out there because we don't. Word. We got we got it we, we got to spread the love spread the love
0: spread the love
1: yes indeed yes indeed yes but uh spread but yeah miracle. no speaking of spreading the love we have mr uh sebastian bonet in the back room and and he he's got a show called nerds of the round that's that right he that he is uh co-hosting with tone from across the hall law and now val who joined joined uh joined the team
0: not too long ago is and it they, val the neighborhood pal? Wow. Um you got, you, I mean, got tone from across the hall. You got Law. Did he have anything that goes with Law? I'm sorry,
1: guys. No, it's just Law. It's just law. <laughs> they
0: oh, all sorry. need a hook.
1: I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. It's Val, bro. It's just it, it's Val. Simply Val. She's a she's a dope ass artist too, who needs yeah? to be doing more things online. Because if you see her stuff, it's 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 off the chain. But yeah, no, and, and they do and they they discuss, you know, nerd topics. Yesterday they were talking about prey the new uh prequel to the to the uh
0: every day before dinner
1: to the uh to the Predator series and they were talking about Sandman which made me go out there and get this bro look at this bad boy the Sandman Neil Gaiman's the sandman I started reading this thing off the hook off the hook I was talking to you offline Sam earlier today and I was telling you about how (laughs) how I have a love-hate relationship with that with that writing right because I and I was I was at terrific con kind of, and Garth Ennis was doing a, a, a panel, and he was talking about how back in the '80s, late '80s, when the uh, when the British writers started coming into writing comics and you and, right. and started seeing some of their writing, they got dark with it. You know, they started writing some of the darker stuff, and I love it as a you know forty five year old it. man, man. But I feel like that was the end. That was that was the end of the innocent goofy funny you know comics that we used to get back in the days then it yes. got serious then everybody wanted to write some serious serious stuff right. you know yeah that light is all up in our face. <laughs> all up in our face son <laughs> Hold on. so i sounds like why is it so dark in here oh, oh. <laughs> Oh my
0: God, we got <laughs> spotlights all over the place. I know, but you know what? They're, they're for the other side. Anyway, whatever. Yeah, you're right. They took away, they took away the innocence of comics. You know, and as much as I love him now, like I, I love reading that stuff. Like I'm
1: having a blast reading this thing. I'm like, damn. I mean, imagine if that had never happened. I wonder what comics would be today. You know, that that that's I guess that's a topic for for another day. But yeah, Sam's in the closet, son. Um <laughs> but anyway. Enough stalling, Sam.
0: Why don't we bring in our guests before you- well, let, Yes, let's, let, let's, let's, uh, let's just remind everybody why well, you should subscribe to Catch the Craze. And when we come back, we're gonna bring in Sebastian Bonet. Hey, hey, hey.
2: It's Monty Moore. I am a 30 year comics veteran in comics, games, and movies.
0: And you've been watching one of my absolute favorite podcasts, Catch the Craze. You are watching Catch the Craze. What am I listening to? And you're listening
1: to Catch the Craze. Where are all the indies at? A Catch the Craze podcast. What are you watching? I'm watching Catch the Craze. What are you
0: gonna do? Subscribe now to Catch the Craze, the number one show online for independent. Have you subscribed to? You are an independent. Catch the, the Craze. craze. Making moves on your own. Catch the Craze. On your grind in the streets. Catch the Craze. Join the movement. Kiss the craze.
2: Kiss the craze.
0: All right, so what's yeah. up,
2: Sebastian? Yo, what's up? see <laughs> <laughs> the night I come on and it gets all chaotic in here. Thank <laughs> you. Bro,
1: what is going on? Welcome to the show, Mr. Sebastian Bonet, one-fourth what's up? What's up? What's of the Nerds of, of the fourth round? round. Yes, yeah, one fourth I forgot. now. I totally forgot. She got to kick my ass. Um, good job, though. Good job, man. Thank you for coming on the show, Seabass. Welcome back. Sam, I don't know how much, how much, how long do we have
0: Sam on? Listen, you don't see. I'm surprised you can't hear it and don't see it. But when nah. you see the flashing lights, it's just it's crazy hiding, out bro. there, bro. My dogs are like panicking because normally when it happens, we go to the room together and they huddle up. Um, so they're downstairs screaming up a, a storm. Yeah, <laughs> yo. So, yeah, see, bro.
1: guys, I, I want to cure I, I want to hear your your um your take on what I was talking about as far as. You know the uh, the Neil Gaimans and the Alan Moores and you oh, know, no, you, you, of, of you, the world, right? Like that you, they brought in, they brought in these darker comics, these darker themes in the comics. Do you think that that took away King Nerd of the Round Tables in his house? <laughs> Do you think that <laughs> that took away a little bit of the innocent comics that we had before that?
2: I don't think it took away from the innocence. I think it added a layer. Uh, you know, when it when people that's a political was... answer, yeah, <laughs> and I'm gonna give you a political <laughs> answer. Let's go, you too. For a dollar, can you get a political answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think it added a layered, a much needed layers for comics to bring in, um, new readers who didn't like the campiness or all that. Um, and also, too, you had a lot of readers who were growing away from a lot of, um, because again, there's still an innocence of comics, but comics have always been in a way, um, political, even before these writers had came in. Um, but I think it just added a new layer, like an onion. We're going to go like an onion. We're go with the onion effect.
1: Dude, so. dude,
2: it, it, I had that
1: conversation with Aniba today, Sam, and he said the same thing. It added to it, but I think, and I think it's perspective because, and I think Sam, we agree on this. I think it took away you guys think it added and 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 so there's that there's that you know there's that debate on the two two sides well, and I didn't mean to get into that so early because we haven't even
0: introduced you to the people that fine. are
2: watching. It's no, fine. No, no,
0: just, just to chime in on that I think what it did was it overshadowed um to the traditional comics and what it did was because it worked mm-hmm. so well, then now the emphasis or the the focus was more of it more of it more of it so they wanted the more darker grittier stuff and it overshadowed a lot of the what we were known we were used to
2: but i mean it that's that's always a cycle of comics when something's yeah. popular it's going oh, to yeah. overshadow everything else that's there. And so it's like an even playing ground. Because like, look at the 90s that we have of comics. We had big, um, what was it? Shoulder pads, huge, like, like muscular dudes and all that. And, um, It was like, who can now design the most craziest looking character? And then we had that image wave. So I, I, I feel like they had their wave and then you had the image wave. So it's like in comics, you always get this wave of stuff that overshadows a lot of stuff. And then eventually it just evens itself out at the end when the next thing comes in but yeah you you had a lot of stuff with comics i mean they're still imprints that they introduced to kids that was like you know the marvel imprints and everything um that they put out there for kids and all that that brings back the childish and all that um which i'm happy to bring back x-men 97 the animated series because that's really another thing that made me fall in love again all over with comics um but it was always cool to see those um other stories like i love the like we were talking about prey last night I kind of schooled everybody about the Dark Horse and how um, Dark Horse had all the Aliens and Predator comics. And those were some phenomenal stories that if 20th Century Fox had followed what they did in the comics, they would have had a great, successful franchise. But now it's up to Disney to do whatever they want to do with the Aliens and Predator franchise. Yeah. Sam, did you see Prey yet or no?
0: No, I don't have Hulu. Oh, okay, okay. It's like a, I mean, it's got to There's got to be a cap somewhere. It's like you know, slow you down with all these subscriptions. No, but
1: but you can get that bundle, bro. You can get the Disney bundle. Yeah. Disney, I have Hulu. Disney
0: Plus. Get yeah, the Disney Plus, plus, the plus Disney bundles. The it a bundle.
1: It's they but had Hulu. Hulu in that bad boy.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah.
2: It's like, <laughs> I guarantee you. You see it. You, be like, you know no, what's crazy?
0: Nice. You know what's crazy? When Hulu first initially before Disney bought it, when it first came out, it was free, right? And I remember when Hulu came out because me and my wife, we would watch, um, I don't know if you remember this, Sebastian, um, Moon Knight. It was about the vampire and the detective um, that, oh my God, we would, you know, I, and it was on my iMac, we, we, you know, because we had a bedroom the size of a closet. And so we, you can, o- when you open a door, you have to climb on the bed and that's, you know, there's no room to walk. And so we would have the, 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 the and we would watch it and it was free. And then, and then everything went to streaming services and I was like, all right, I'm out.
2: Deuces. That's because I was it it used to be owned by Time Warner, Comcast, Disney, and Fox. Now it's owned by Comcast. They're a minor shareholder, but this majority is owned by Disney yeah. since they purchased all those shares, and that's why it's yeah. like now you have it as a streaming service that it is. It's it's crazy the evolution yeah. of that service. Yeah, Man. came a marvel We're, dump. <laughs> no, I know, but
1: but you know what? That that moved the prey and, and people say it should have gone to uh to to the movies, and we probably probably would have been a good movie to watch in the big screen but i gotta say and we and you guys were talking about about the movie yesterday and saying we should definitely check it out i just feel mm-hmm. like i feel like the first half of the movie was eh. but the second half of the movie that's when it really kicked into gear and i really enjoyed the second half of that movie. to me i think it, it's it's probably the second best after the original Predator. yeah it's probably the I second best predator um of the of the uh, franchise uh, so to speak but but yeah, yeah so, should... so, so what happened
2: no, no, we yeah, we're a prey, predator, yeah, prey, right. mm-hmm. um, predators and predator two. So those are the ones we kind of well, predator two and predators are kind of tied. Yeah, what, like, what about aliens versus predators?
1: I did like <laughs> alien versus prey. I know you guys didn't like that. I know you didn't like it, but dude, honestly, I kind of I didn't like Requiem Requiem, whatever Requiem the hell was that. Terrible. that was terrible. That was and part two, honestly, wasn't that good. Somebody made a point, and I didn't realize this, but back in like 1990, right? The, so the movie Predator Number 2 it has to do with L.A. in 1997. It was Die so Hard 19,
0: with Predator. It's yeah.
1: 1997, <laughs> you, know, you know, dystopian L.A. And it had to do with two gangs, the Colombians versus the Jamaicans. And I'm like, yo, how did they get away with But it was the 90s, and that's what it was. And so, I don't know. The movie itself was, ah, I really enjoyed it too much. Sebastian's the best, such a great guy. And endlessly, test. I hope you guys have him on tonight. Nice, see? what's up Yo, keiko see, you got fans son good stuff man
2: keiko, keiko is awesome from mla entertainment she just released a web comic on webtoons too on all oh, that yeah? um, continuing her series as a webtoon so i mean that's just awesome to see that there um and again Ooh. big shout out to keiko from mla entertainment yeah, big
1: shout out thank you so much for coming on and checking out the show Boy.
2: but yeah so so
1: predator two kind of goes to the bottom for me but i you guys hated avp you guys they didn't like that. Um, yeah. it's because I
2: read the books and I wow. saw where they went wrong. And the books were, um, the first one they did take from the book. The second one had nothing to do with the books. Yeah. Um, that's why the second one really bombed. But, uh, to go with a, uh, Predator 2, the reason why a lot of people like Predator 2 is the linkage at the end to the aliens universe when you had that alien skull in the, the trophy case.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. And that's yeah.
2: why a lot of people are like, oh, I got to credit it. It's really
1: good. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I can talk about like- they brought back that gun at the end of Predator 2. Is when he gives them the gun that you see. In, and I don't want to spoil it for you, Sam, because you got to check it out. But uh, but Bass. so here you are, my brother. You, outside of the podcast, obviously, you are also an artist. And, 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 the, and the background there is some of your artwork and, and some of your world, some of the, the, the stuff that you're working on right now. So for those who don't know who Sebastian Bonet is, dope-ass last name, Tell us a little bit about you and what you do, who you are, what got you started into this crazy business of uh, comics. Well,
2: it it all started at the Nakatomi Towers. No, I'm just playing.
1: Uh (laughs) Oh, man.
2: (laughs) Uh, for those who don't know, that was a diehard reference. Um, no, so yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I got it. Uh, yeah. I was just out his yeah. Um, no, I'm a again, I've been a indie artist since 2016. Um, I've always had a love for comics and everything. I self published my first comic on the scene, Dead Planet. Um, which again, George was one of the first people to purchase the book. Yes, exactly. Um, that's how we became friends and everything. And George introduced me to Sam um we used to tour the uh comic convention scene doing nothing but like a bunch of fan art prints um and i've just been deep in the lab working on the recent works that i'm doing right now and also too helping with building the podcast nerds around which by the way shout out to nerds 300 subscribers just broke today yes, finally there we it. go i I'd hit the yay button but I, I, that's on the other
0: computer yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> all
2: it's all good and you for a dollar can hit the yay button <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, I've always had a love for comics. Like again, I've always I always love the the various different stories that you got with the X-Men, Batman. Um X-Men was always like a great parallel with the um a little bit of the political intrigue and everything that was there and definitely about um everything that was going on and also the colorful characters, the designs. I did fall in love with that very uh crazy 90s comics from Extreme where I just loved the character design. So I just and then I had a big love for anime and manga, which as you can see influenced is my style a little bit when it comes down to designing my characters so yeah Yeah. um, that's a little bit about me um and again shout out to george because thank you again for doing the letter so this again anybody who needs a letter (laughs) contact george the dreamer medina hire him (laughs) thank you thank you, definitely thank you again brother he treats your stuff with love
1: yeah (laughs) nah man absolutely my brother so so cbs you grew up you grew up in the bronx right is that what is that where you grew up so what what was it like growing up in the Bronx in what I want to say the 90s? Well,
2: um the growing thing? up in the Bronx yeah it was like late 80s 90s 80s.
1: um so, I actually the, the comic book scene bro like what were you collecting at the time or you, or you, were you more watching like, the manga and the anime stuff?
2: so what happened at the time so in the late 80s early 90s um, we I didn't have much of a comic shop near me you had the um, once in a while the subway like you know those little newsstands outside the subway right. I used to get some of my reading from my cousin when I used to read some of his comics um, what first uh, picked up from his collection was a what if um, that featured the X-Men um, and some of the Marvel characters I remember she Hulk got herself rocked in that comic it was nuts um, I was like what's going on here oh my god and um, just from there and then getting into the X-Men and Uh
0: oh! He froze. It us. Nice. Oh, uh, I right, like, freeze.
2: Um, oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, "Sad, like, no. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm like, I froze. I'm not <laughs> yeah. Fred. of freeze. I'm <laughs> <It's> just like, <laughs> And you for a dollar can't unfreeze me. uh <laughs> but that's a dollar. <laughs> so Kickstart a- right there at the bottom. <laughs> um. Oh, so yeah. I mean, growing up in the scene. I mean, I grew up in the Bronx. A lot of people um, remember when the Bronx was the burnt down Bronx. I grew up in it yeah. when it was going through that transition when they were developing. But Val? Yeah, that, vow, that there a she is she, Mac. There she is, I just gave a shout out. We hit three hundred. Yeah, that, but, that's uh, the fourth uh, member, Sam. That's the fourth member
1: of the, nerds the fourth right horseman, the fourth musketeer, the horseman that's of the apocalypse
2: it. of nerds. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, no. I, I grew up in the in a transition in the '80s where um it was the burnt down Bronx. In the '90s, you started seeing um a little bit of development in the mid '90s. Like there was um as I remember, it was like it was crazy where I grew up. I grew. I lived across the street from the Bronx Zoo for many years. Like literally, over from my window, oh, nice. you could see yeah. into like the zebra exhibit across the street. <laughs> so I got this na- <laughs> so I had a little bit of nature right there. But um, no, I remember <laughs> on my yeah, way to school. Good. Yeah, bro. I mean, yeah, I had the best view, <laughs> but um, I mean, I grew up in the area. Like, I I can remember some people say like you grew up in little like Puerto Rico because it was a big Spanish community, Dominican, Puerto Rican, Mexican. We were all there. Um, the block parties were wild, so it's like there was a lot of culture that was there and everything. Yeah. Um, it was West Farm Square. Um, so those who just want to check out the area, it's it's completely different from when I grew up. Now, um, but I I I just remember it's um nice again. Smell. <laughs> that this smell,
0: is, yeah, it's the best smell. Nice, yes, <laughs> <laughs> you were
1: safari just about every day, bro. That was good stuff,
2: yeah. I mean, I worked at the Bronx Zoo, I, I, I used to get in there for free like crazy because oh, nice. like you I didn't, I did it like you. The, the, the trick for the Bronx Zoo, you don't go on Wednesdays. Everybody <laughs> and their mother went on Wednesdays. You went on the days that you paid, and you knew how you just walked in like you owned the place. That's that's how it was back in the day. Security didn't stop you, you just walked in like, yeah, I work here. Nice, they didn't right, you check all your right. ID. That was, nah, my favorite.
0: Mean, that was my favorite place. So every every summer we went to the Bronx.
2: You were probably one of the people I had to clean up for when I worked there. That must <laughs> <point>. <laughs> that,
0: I, mean, I have stories
1: working there. Uh, you probably weren't working there yet when Sam was going there as a kid, bro. Sam's like, you know. No, I was like,
0: going there in my adult years. Oh, yeah? How old, how old are you? Going we, when there, going when I first started dating dads, we went like 10 years in a row. Oh damn! Ten years in a row. Every year, I told you I Bastard. loved it. It was one of my favorite spot, places. Jeez, you're so romantic, bro. I, I <laughs> met my wife
2: at the zoo, not the Bronx Zoo, but the Central Park Zoo. That's how I met my wife. Oh wow!
1: <laughs> it's Just the zoo, zoo references. So, and the reason why I was asking you about about you know just like where you grew up, Seabass, bass, is because you know I thank you so much for allowing me to do the, the lettering for the book, yeah. and I've been I've been I've been able to read obviously the book itself and some of the characters, and, and you know they say writers write what they know, right? And so some of the characters in your story, I can tell where people or maybe or maybe just not people that you knew, but they definitely had that vibe. You know what I mean? When they, you know, like, for example, Charles and Mercedes, who we can talk about in just a few minutes. They definitely have that. Did you incorporate a lot of that stuff into your story subconsciously or did you do it like on purpose? Like, how, how did that how did that happen?
2: Both. So as when it came down to writing for the characters, and I was trying to think um how would this character sound, I was actually pulling from various conversations, various things, um, and base characters a little bit on on different people at from time to time, and just like you know how people I mean I gotta say D D was one of the the funding f- finding funding factors that help with writing characters because um you know with d d you have to dive into your character and pretty much think of the character's mindset you gotta kind of separate yourself so whenever i was writing these characters i had to separate myself and think about like how this person oh i know this person this is how they were react in this situation and then also too i was just thinking about like you know, yeah, right, right. You know, this is what I grew up with. This is how people were family and everything like the way you played together and all that. The, 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 the like you see in this the part two that came out, um, you got a little bit of the play fighting between, um, like yeah. the Micah and, and Kyver and that. And I was like, you know, I remember doing that with my uncle and I remember people doing that with their family members. So I was like, let me incorporate that. So there's definitely a driving, um, thing there, family um and just looking at like you know this is just these are characters i really want to tell the story and these are characters i want to write um at them voice because um that's what i was familiar with especially growing up in a big family when everyone got together on weekends Mm -hmm. so i kind of like saw that like let me pull a little bit here pull a little bit there and then even Mm -hmm. just fun personalities like when you're when you're out with your friends that's that's miz miz was just someone who just speaks his mind, as one of your friends who's out there who's always just like running the lip and everything, and all that, and just like speaks his mind because he's just a fun guy. That's who he is, and that's that's how I was writing him. <laughs> yeah. Now you mentioned Dead Planet, which
1: is the, like you know your fir- your first book. You have a new book out now, which we're going to talk about Concrete Combat. Right? Is that are those two linked? Explain that a little bit, because I, I know you 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 had you were working on a, on a book called Dead Planet. And then that changed. Did that become this? Like, t- can you talk about no, it
2: They're still separate. So Dead Planet's actually getting reworked. I'm actually working with Alex Sapunzi. We, we just took a small break from it for a little bit, but we've had the bullet points because Dead Planet's its own separate thing. Because Dead Planet was actually my love for Aliens, Predator, and The Thing. That's where that came from. Um, this concrete combat actually spun off, off of a joke print I was going to do. I was like, oh, it would be funny to draw like a NBA style character looking like he's ready to go like Dragon Ball Z ish. So it had that roots there. And so it all started from an idea from a print. The print mm-hmm. didn't see a light of day, but then I was like, this will be cool as a story. And I remember talking to hot. She's like, that will be a dope idea. Um, and I go, yeah, I'm thinking about calling it concrete combat He's I like, do go with it. Mm-hmm. Then it was heavily influenced at one point by Hunter X Hunter. I had a whole story ready to go. I had done already a few panels for web comic, and I looked at it. I was like, "This is not ready. This is not the style." I'm like, "I love the characters. I just this is not right." And then that's where I got this iteration. So it's it's been deep in the lab, working on it, working on it, working on it, and then finally I was like, "This is perfect. This is the script." Gave it to a few people. Eric Cutch uh, got to thank him because he helped edit the first script for this, too, because he read it. He's like, yo, this is and, – and when I sent him the final edit, he was like, this is dope. And I was like, I knew I had something, so let's yeah. go. And his son read it, too, and his son was like, this is dope, daddy. I was like, I
1: got it. <laughs> no, it's cool, man. And you and reference you referenced, you referenced um, D&D, Dungeons & Dragons. Um, I know that that's a big influ- influence in, I guess, the creative process of it. I listen. I've never played Dungeons and Dragons. I don't know how to play Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> uh, for those who maybe are not, I mean, I'm sure that people watching like, dude, really, you don't know what the what like? How did that influence? Like, what what is it about Dungeons and Dragons that that maybe influenced this? Um,
2: so, was, I I mean, what influenced it was this. so it was funny. So, I had played Dungeons and Dragons before Tommy became our DM. I played it with another group. Um, I didn't get too into it, and I have fell out. And Tommy was like, Yo, I want to do a DD game with you guys. Um, he's the DM that's the guy who narrates the story. Um, and puts it together and takes you to these worlds and kind of does the descriptions and all that.
1: So, so wait, she- hold on, C guys, real quick. All right, so treat like I'm, I'm I'm gonna be like Tom Hanks in freaking Philadelphia, or, or I should say Denzel Washington in Philadelphia. Treat me like I'm a four-year-old, okay? Oh yeah. how, how does that okay? So when you, talk, when you talk about Dungeons and Dragons and stories and, and you have a narrator, what, what's, how do you play that game? Like, what is it? What is Dungeons and
2: Dragons? It, it's all the luck of the dice. Um, so let me just pull it out right there. there.
1: My man's ready. She's ready to roll.
2: So you pull it right there. It's all the Oh, man, you can't see it because of yeah, the background. Yeah. But it's, it's yeah. a D20. It's all the luck of the dice. The dice kind of helps with narrating the story. Um, you could kind of call it group narration. So you're all narrating the story together. You're coming up with your character, a little bit of the backstory, and you give the DM the backstory, and they weave it into this world. The dungeon master creates. That's what they call the. uh, We call him the head narrator for people. He's the head narrator of the story. Um, He is building this world, and he's kind of incorporating your characters in there. Um, And what's great about Tommy, he he's not. There's there are dungeon masters out there, narrators who railroad it, which doesn't you know help for the experience. He kind of lets you go off on your own to help you to and kind of like let you. Develop your character. um So when we started this, we all were very brand new. He was a brand new DM, and the storytelling just went from there. And I told him, "Listen, um, you give me the go of playing a villain character. I'm going to play a villain character, um, and I'm going to give you a backstory and everything. I'm going to play it like I'm a wrestler. And, and, and in the beginning, I was playing like a heel version of my of like." how would I be like a bad guy to get people upset at me and everything? So that's how I was thinking about it. But then I was like, I wanted a backstory for this, where people were like, why are you doing this stuff? Oh, there's a reason he does this stuff. And when I gave him the reason, because he asked me, it's like, why is your character doing this? Why is he such a deuce bag? When I gave him the whole reason, he's like, oh, that makes sense now. I'll allow it. This is dope. And he helps I'll with the narration. <laughs> yeah, he makes, he allows for it. He, he helps with the narration and he builds this world where your character you put in there um existing so it's like he tells you like you know the describes everything when it comes down to the ten, um to the tent yeah <laughs> yes he describes so the dungeon master's responsibility. he describes everything like when you're walking into the town like you got a couple of cars they're looking at you they're wearing the like the armor and everything the red armor Oh, you have like you, you smell the scents from the shops like he describes a lot of that but then he yeah. brings up the npcs which is the non-playable characters that you interact with like side characters builds their personalities and everything and the thing is with dungeon and Dragons, there are real real rules unless it's like with magic and everything there are certain rules but there are no real rules you're free to do kind of like think of like an open world game like grand Theft auto you're kind of free to do what you want but there are repercussions to what you do Right. So let's say if you go like I'm gonna go around and be murder hope, and go stab people. Well, now you gotta go talk to the town's guard because they're not just gonna let you run around and stab people. Well, I'm just gonna. Well, you gotta see because one of those town's guards are just really tough and they're gonna beat the crap out of you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, how elaborate? How elaborate are you guys um, with like props and stuff? Because I was watching
0: a documentary on celebrities and they have so ce- they have clubs, and there was a. And then I remember um well, Vince Vaughn is in the Dungeons and Dragons club, and. They go to this house, the celebrity's house. I forgot which celebrity it was, but in his basement, he has an entire setup that with is. all these props and gameplay and Uh-oh. figures of Dungeons and Dragons, and they are. I mean, it is so elaborate, and I mean, I couldn't even fathom the kind of knowledge you need to be able to embed yourself into that world. It's so, it's
2: how- it's not as hard as many people believe. Like there are people who have and that's one of the things that Tommy wants to do. I mean, you got a lot of stuff digital now. You have people who are able to make digital maps and everything. You have people who Damn. are making um, digital campaigns. Because like since when COVID hit, a lot of people couldn't get together. So a lot of the digital stuff flourished. There are people who make 3D designs. Like, this is my character right here. I'm not sure if everybody can see uh, the, the light. Um, This is my character right here from the campaign. Yes, I see um, and I see a lot of that yeah so and a lot of 3d makers 3d figure makers were making dungeons and dragons characters a lot of people were getting their characters hiring artists to draw their characters for them and everything um and um andrew um another great artist he does um maps and he does them very detailed um and now people are getting into the ai art where they're getting a lot of their stuff designed like like it looks like parchment and everything it gets very detailed in the art world what you can do with it plus also too it's like you're pretty much using D ever since 5E came out. That's the version that it's called now. It became very easy for a lot of people to get into it. Um and it's just again, I tell people it's a great storytelling too. So it's like a storytelling well, exercise. Yeah. And it's just and a lot of the times too, you're not, you know, you're, you're playing with friends and you're just drinking back. Yeah, Vampire to Masquerade is another th- one of them, um, which is really cool. Yeah, Joel Lilio. He, yes, yeah, he's he also big a big head. fan. Yes. <laughs> he actually has one of the greatest moments in a dungeon because there's a there's a crew that went on live to play Dungeons & Dragons and now they have an animation um, based off one of their campaigns called Vox Machina on amazon oh. and he played in one of their campaigns it has one of the most glorious moments that fans go like you have the best moment in dungeon to drive because it's all about the luck of the dice because when you roll your dice like again this is the d20 it kind of like lets the dm know where you fall like if you fall on a certain parameter like if you yeah Vin diesel too Vin diesel big show a lot of them and it's a fun game when you're playing with friends and you're a group of people and you have a great dungeon master it it does become fun and you can be lost and we have so many people that have played one shots when we did the virtual conventions that they've come back to play and like yo i want to continue that story i love playing this character i had fun with my buddy mike he played um for the one of the one shots that tommy did He's like i'm just gonna go walk around and i'm gonna eat jerk chicken he's like i love that you jerk he's like really jerk chicken he's like yeah and then jerk chicken now exists and this fantasy universe, <laughs> and he's Dude, just having
1: fun with it—that is insane. But but see, th- this that taps right into your imagination. And if you're a writer, I guess this is where where is kind of like the world you want to live in. I yeah. know that tone. Developed a lot of his writing skills now from just playing Dungeons and Dragons with you guys. He didn't even know he had that skill, right? Oh yeah,
2: if you if yeah. you if you listen to some of the Medusa Cascade episodes, there are some moments that Tone really shines as a character because like he embodied that character, right. delivered like epic speeches. I was like, yo, this is a Tone <laughs> moment these speeches are just, that's and I was so like, crazy. yo, I can't wait till they animate something like this with that speech. They have to write that speech. You cannot change it. And then so, it's funny because sometimes he will roll low. If you roll really low, like a one or something, you kind of fail. And it's like, he was rolling low, but it still worked. <laughs> so,
1: so the Medusa Cascade, that's, that's another podcast, right? That you guys are yeah. involved in, right?
2: Yeah. It's an Beyond podcast, the Medusa's Cascade. And um, it's been running since um February of 2020.
1: Damn,
0: all right. And you guys it's, got some stuff there.
2: I think it's like over 80 plus, 90 plus episodes now. Wow, holy! I think, make, I
0: think I what, think what I think I can speak for I think for George too. I think the reasons why we never got into it because our circle of friends weren't into it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And I I th- so we weren't introduced to it. We've heard about it. Yeah. You know, we've seen it online, but yeah. in our nucleus, there was nobody doing it
1: yeah no there yeah. wasn't there wasn't and you need a group of friends so that's, yeah. that's i think that was the the popularity of, of stranger things is because it brought you back to hanging out with your friends in the basement playing dungeons and dragons and i think that that was the popularity of that show where people were like oh my god that's my childhood and they kind of you know they were able to buy a ball for that for me yeah. it wasn't an un- unfortunate un- i mean fortune unfortunate, i don't know but like i wasn't honestly listen i came to this country when i was seven years old 1984 and like I ain't speak English. So Dungeons and Dragons was the joint, and I had no idea what the hell that was. So I was out there playing basketball and and doing all that other kind of stuff and playing, you know, sport, you know, those sports and stuff. So I really didn't have and you like you said, my friends didn't do it. So I, I had no idea. I yeah, yeah man, I mean, Mike is going off. Mike yeah, right knows, right?
2: He's he's on Google right now. Um, Listen, yeah, I, I got I get Tommy <laughs> throw you guys in the game, he'll run a nice little campaign for it. Because we got into it as adults. And Sam and George, y'all should join me and make our own yeah. <laughs> I got Tommy for you. I have you guys? That's it. Y'all, y'all will have fun. Tommy will, what, Tommy what you will give you guys a in, fun moment. Val, what are you getting us into?
1: What are you getting I, us into? I Val? Know. Next thing you you know, know, it's yeah. a gateway drug, bro. Next thing you know, we're we're, we're freaking going crazy with dungeons. Like, you drugs. know
0: what? We should we should freaking you know, um, do a segment just interviewing like diehard dungeons and dragons guys because there's so right. many questions. Because when all of you are creating your characters and this narration, I mean. It it opens up a lot of, I mean, what's the energy? Like, Uh, how many people get upset? How many people get, you know, it's like, I could imagine what that room looks like.
2: I mean, we've had a lot of fun moments and there are people who... (laughs) <laughs> I'm just like, um, we've had some fun moments with people where some people actually did get emotional with their characters, but it was like, it was a good emotion because it's like, we had a campaign that we got to fully finish right. and it was emotional to see it at the end because it's like, you know, you got to build this character, run him through the ringer, um, run through a lot of stuff and everything. it's like, but there are just some really fun moments where you're just, there, just laughing. I mean, I think through COVID too, it was really great to get together with people. We were using zoom a lot, um, yeah. playing the games and, it was a lot of funny moments, yeah. and it's just shenanigans just happened, and it was like I can't really describe it too much. It's just one of those moments where you know, where's those moments like you just had to be there, dude. You had to be there, and it, it just, I you know it felt like it was a great way to learn even creating when again embodying that character and and like okay this is what this character this is not what sebastian's going to do but this is what this character's going to do and it was like okay how can we change this this character can't be the same way this whole time how can we evolve this character and that was one of the things about the game was also the evolution like the character i play is kyver and i get to feature him in this book i repurposed him for this book um for this web comic um but it was still in his fantasy version i was um you know, growing that character, um, changing the evolution of how he was before was this jerk to like where he's at now. Like he's like, you know, he's there for his boys, he'll go defend them. He, he, he it's like he 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 went from um being this this jack hole to like, oh I, I can mess with that dude. He's cool, he's cool people. So that's that was the evolution. And it was great to have to play that natural progression of the character. All
0: right. And so uh, you, you had many choices. Uh, Why did you choose to go the route of web comics?
2: Um, I wanted to go do a print. I wanted to go through um, do Kickstarter, but I was like, you know, I can't do Kickstarter. I haven't been out there a lot. People don't know me. I'm going to go there. And I've seen people like, and, and I go, I, I love it when my friends make their Kickstarters, but I've seen Kickstarters that have failed. And I'm like, you know, I don't want to be one of those people who's like, yeah. yeah." And I was like, I haven't got the crowd to follow that yet. So then I was like, I was playing around with the idea because I was always looking at webtoons. I was always looking at that. Then I was just like, you know what? I'll just drop it on Patreon because, and I'll keep it at three bucks. That's what people would pay for a comic normally when you went to, and I'm like the three bucks helps to fund everything. I'm like three bucks is small. I'm not going to be one of those people that, you know, and it's nothing against the people who have multiple tiers. I'm like, one tier is fine. And I decided to do the webcomics because it was more financially... Beneficial to me right now mm-hmm. because um, I after when when COVID hit I was doing before COVID I was doing a lot of shows and I had to take a step back and look at how much was I spending how much was I doing and was I bringing in anything and I go I, I enjoy going to shows but tabling all that and then how it, it, it took its toll. So yeah. I had to think, sm- I had to go for me in my, you know, with everything, I had to think what was smart for me to go. And so I was like, let me do the webcomic first, get the story out there. And then once I have enough out there, the collect it all as a graphic novel later and have a print run ready for people as a graphic novel slash art book later. So this way, it's like, I'll save a little bit more that way. And then eventually we'll have a, enough for a nice print one, because this is actually chapter one to book one. Um, I want to get this as three or four books, um, with going into this world for concrete combat. And so part one, um, part two of chapter one have released part three, um, releases next Tuesday. And then in September, part four, the final part for chapter one will release. Um, and so once book one finishes, or once I get like, um, book, um, chapter one, two and three, I'll put it as a graphic novel. I'm like, here, this is the whole graphic novel because, um, the first chapter in comic form, is like 30 pages. And yeah. Yeah. and I am the colorist. I am the penciler. I am the inker. And yeah. that's why I was like, I had to thank George for, again, um, helping out with the letters, um, which, again, got compliment on the letters for doing it. And, again, guys, if you need someone as a letterer, go ahead and reach George the Dreamer, Medina. <laughs> well, hey. well l- listen, if you guys just joined
1: us, we're talking to Sebastian Bonet. We're talking about his book, Concrete Combat, that's out on Patreon right now. But so so sea bass. So all right. So you have you have the uh, you have the whoa, what happened, sandy You you good? I'm oh, showing his <laughs> art. I thought you were out, bro. I was like, oh yeah. no, we lost. <laughs> me nervous. Uh, no. So so concrete combat. Right. One of the hardest things for me, and I think a name, a title is very important in books. How did you come up with the title uh, for your book called "The Concrete Combat"? And you don't spell it, you know, with a C. It, it's with the K. So. Talk to us a little bit about your, you know, developing the, the
2: name, uh, the title of the book. Well, when in, when developing this, I was going for urban cyberpunk field with a little bit of fantasy, as you can see in there with the characters behind me. There was always a line that stuck out to me. I was a big gaming fan with Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter. Um, and there was always a line that stuck out to me in um, an Onyx song. Everybody remembers Onyx the rapper. I do remember Onyx. Oh, yes. And- hey, my, I can't believe you
1: remember Onyx.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, outside of Slam, there was another album where it was like, it, 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 it's Concrete Combat. That's where I'm at. And Concrete Combat was always slang for people playing basketball on the court. And I was like, you know, I pull elements for basketball to be in this, um, as well as MMA to be a part of the sport and all that, because it is a a, co- it is a combat sport and all it's essential. It takes some stuff from different sports, but a majority of it does take a little bit from the NBA with the basketball, the hoops and all that. Um, and I was just like, yo, I, that line, I loved it. I loved it when the guy said, con- and I was like, Concrete Combat, that's the name. I got to go with it. And that's, awesome. that's where the name stuck.
1: That's awesome, bro. Are you are you a, are you a big basketball fan? Are you an NBA Used to fan? be
2: for the Knicks before Van Gundy left and all that, and then I just got tired of disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, yo, they're love, coming back. They're
0: coming back, li- bro. Listen,
2: I was part of. I used to love the Yankees. I used to follow. I used to follow so many teams, and then it's like, yo, I just tired of disappointment. Y'all get paid too much <laughs> to lose. We are New York. I mean, we. I was like, go New York, go New York, go. And they got the theme song and everything, and then I'm <laughs> so just like, we get there we lose. <laughs> So, so concrete,
1: I, and I know it, it's like you said, it, it's a context, it's a context sport. And I haven't really gotten into as far as the lettering <laughs> part of it, as far as like what, what it is. Nick's, oh, damn, Val. Jeez, you're from New York. Who's your team? Oh my goodness. Don't even tell me.
2: Don't, don't get um, Val story on sports. Oh, a, yeah, no, a sports nerd. she got her.
1: <laughs> She's sports um so, so talk to us about developing the game within the story, because I think, you know, Harry Potter did it in their book. Like, you know, J.K. Rollins did it in her book with, with, with the sport that they play. How deep into it? Because I, I know it's it's around, you know, the story's about, you know, this, this family and, and, and the combat, but developing the game itself, do you have rules for the game? Like, did you go that deep into, like, developing I, the game?
2: So what's going to happen is that people are going to learn the rules of the game as you start to see more games happen. Um, The thing is, is that the game... The game is going to be a central conflict that's used for companies, the six major corporations in there to prevent from, from infighting and all that. And we'll get into that in a second. But um, when I was building the game, I was trying to think about, I didn't want to, I went to use some elements of basketball. I'm a big wrestling fan. So I was like, you know what? It'll be cool to have larger than life characters mm-hmm. in the middle of the sport. Um, I love, um, you know, mixed martial arts, basketball. So I'm like, you know, it will be cool to have some you know, um, contact and all that. So that's why you see some of the people fighting and everything, um, within there. And then I was like, you know, it's used as a sport for these players to elevate themselves in the society to, um, elevate their status. So it's like, and, and that's when the class system comes into place with the, the top rich class and all those who are in the poor class. Um, the first, um, book, um, the first chapter, um, not the first the first book of the series we're kind of in the minor leagues of it second book we get into like the main crux of it and then the third book it's kind of like going to be that conclusion if we go into if i write enough where it goes into a fourth book um there's so much that with this justice this built off the sport is actually built into this whole world um concrete combat was developed by um a gentleman by the last name of baxter who um you get to hear about him in part uh chap in part three of chapter one that's gonna release next week. Uh Marcus Baxter. And he runs um a company called Nexus Affinity, um, which is one of the six co- companies. And so to prevent again, like I said, from war, from infighting and all that, everything is handled on the court, like side bets and everything. Um, and one of the things about the sport you get to meet uh micah his family um and it becomes more about his legacy that is he going to be a character that's going to get crushed by his legacy is he a character that's going to live um who's going to um pretty much um embrace his legacy and it just shows his story about the many players who play this sport that it's all about their legacy and what they're building. And he, you see that the dreams and all that that are happening there, like they're either being broken or they're being made. Um, and then it takes place in a city called Citadel Utopia. I combine those words, Citadel and Utopia. I was just like, I did thought it was a great thing because Utopia didn't get a nice place, peace. You know, Citadel is like a fortress and everything. So I'm like, this sport takes place in this city called Citadel Utopia, and it's used to control the masses. The masses, what do you do? You give them something to focus on. They focus on this sport. It's kind of like with the Romans, when the Romans had the Coliseum. Gladiators. Mm-hmm. They were focused on the gladiators. So these are like your modern-day gladiators. Right. And so they are there duking it out on this sport. And by the end of the day, whoever makes it off the court, you are there. And one of the rules is this, is that the team that is obviously ahead, like it doesn't end in – the games don't end in ties. There has to be someone, the first person who scores a point. <laughs> so the per- first team that scores a point, they're ahead. So the first team, they're going to try to dismantle the other team from tying the score. So you can win by dismantling the whole team as long as you have a point on the board and you're ahead in the points. Right.
1: Yeah, man. It's it's. I, I mean, I'm, I'm a huge sports fan, so I, I, I gravitated towards the book and I can't wait to see what happens. Um, as you go along but I also like the human aspect of it and and the family um, dynamic between you know Charles who's the one of, I, I'm assuming he's one of the main characters obviously you we, we, you know a lot about him or you start telling us a lot about him in the in the first few in the first chapter and then you have you know his girl his wife Mercedes their son Micah the best friend Kyrie so you have a very good dynamic of these guys that you want to root for I almost I almost, I, I'm waiting for the shoe to drop and, and that, you know, like I'm almost like I'm going to fall in love with these characters. Is somebody going to end up dying on, 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 you know, on the court or whatever, or like what's going to happen? So I have questions that oh, I, they're already formulating in my head. And, and I appreciate that about the writing, which is why I'm really enjoying, you know, just doing the lettering for you. Cause I get, I get to get inside. It's almost like what I, when i when I'm lettering, Sam's book. I like to get the inside scoop on these stories as they're, as they're coming along, you know, it's like, it's a cheat code for me, but, <laughs> but so these, these, this family that you, you've created and stuff like that, right. Are they, is there a possibility for maybe like a spinoff kind of thing? That there, you there, on or, there's yeah. already,
2: there, there's already a lot of spinoffs that are in the works as I, because as I'm writing each thing, I'm like, oh, this sounds good. I'll write it down as a bullet note. Yeah. And I'll have it there on the side. This is a great way to begin to spill up because there's a lot of lore after you start to get through the first three chapters. Right. You're going to start to see that there is a lot of lore that I've actually introduced into this world. I actually have a world map already drawn out for where you see the different worlds and all that the different cities um i already have like the city planned out i mean if anybody remembers final fantasy that was seven a little bit of the city of citadel utopia was um a little bit inspired from that you have the different layers like i said of the different class systems and everything that are there where the different like you have um a section that's only like robots that live there because you you get to see like like again as you see in the crowd um in that second um page um it's a very mixed crowd of people yeah, yeah. and that's what it was going for like as you can see right here the background I, characters and I, all that
1: I was hoping to see Wonder Duck in there, bro. I was like, is this Wonder Duck He there? can make a cameo. I don't <laughs> know, man. I, actually, it's funny
2: because um, if you see the red, uh, the, the girl right here, the, yeah. the red head, mm-hmm. that's actually Eric Hutch's character who's making oh, a yeah. cameo right there. And I yeah. did it where it's like, oh, it'll that's be great. cool that this was an actress playing a character. Oh, the Crimson Huntress. So I had actually yeah, some people's characters. Cool. I reached out um some people's characters actually made cameos and you, you may see more of that down the line yeah. like hey yeah can i borrow this character just want them to make a brief cameo i think this will be fun and it, it was just having fun with that and just putting like i wanted to put hidden gems in some yeah. of the stuff where it's eye appealing mm-hmm. but there's also uh i'll throw it out there there are going to be some hidden gems in there that have to do with the story later Right. Gotcha.
1: Yeah. No, this looks good, man. Love hearing his creative process. I'm curious what his favorite character thing. Yeah. Okay. There you go. So what is your favorite uh, character or thing to draw?
2: Um, so the favorite characters I actually have to have been liking Micah and um, I love drawing Kyver um, because it's always fun drawing the mischievous, but um, right here, this character right there. Um, the wolf girl that you see right there. Um, I've done a few designs of that character. She actually went through a few redesigns. Um, and then the, the the lion character right there, Lionel Ferocian, who um, you get to meet next week in part three, actually, um, of Concrete Pondback chapter one in the series. Um, he's been a character that's was repurposed for the series who was always in development i had done um another story like there's a few stories i had done that i never released one of them actually was lords of new york i released it on um patreon so the unreleased comic was never released i just dropped it on patreon for people as a as a you know again thank you for supporting um, I actually repurposed one of the characters from that series into Concrete Combat, which you get to see them later. And you you, you get a nice little cast of characters. Game of Thrones definitely was an inspiration of the character building and everything. The X Men, obviously. Um, I love My Hero, which helped. Like just looking at it, like, and I just didn't want to keep introducing. Characters. I wanted to build these characters, and when I designed them, I was like, I need to have a backstory of why they're here. Right. Yeah. And, and it and it and it becomes more than just the Gordon story. It becomes everybody's story. And and yeah, like you said, like you know, Kyver's been one of those fun characters to design. You get to yeah, learn more character. about him and everything.
1: Yeah, like I, I'm nervous about Kyver, man. I'm nervous about him because I'm I'm like. This guy's really cool. I don't know what he's gonna do with him, man. Like, is he gonna turn on the fan? Like, I got all these crazy thoughts in my head as to what could happen with that character. Ooh, you just gotta keep reading, see what happens. I, know, I mean, no, you know? it's, it's a really, it's a really, really, really cool character. And, and you just you mentioned like I had a question about your inspirations, and obviously there are a lot of things that have inspired your 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 creative process here. Obviously, the world building in and in, um in a, in a story like uh like uh, Game of Thrones, like you spoke about, but the character designs themselves like you know are these things that you just pop into your head and say okay I'm I'm gonna make this character and I'm gonna do like what's the process behind just developing these characters and the character designs for these guys
2: I just have an idea of a character and then they start to draw it um I mean, some characters do get it. Like I said, I'm very inspired by anime and everything um, and then my love for the X-Men comics. So I have, a, I, I have like books like this thick of characters and I would just randomly draw. And then I decided to, to help with the series, go back and look at some of the old characters I did, redesign them. Like I said, um, the Wolf Girl, she went through a few different redesigns before I settled on the design that you see right there. Um, Lionel has always been that design. I love the fact of doing an albino lion lion and he has the blood red stripes going right through his fur right there. Yeah. Um, I always had a fun with that. Um, and it, it's just that, I don't know. I just draw a character when i do the design i'm like okay i want to come with a backstory if i like this design i want to come up with the backstory and i'll keep on fleshing out the character i'll keep on fleshing out the character like with micah's design um his character his 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 child form was inspired by that very first poster and i kept fleshing it out fleshing it out fleshing it out until i got the design right there um and mercedes mercedes was just fun she 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 was it was I was messing with her character a lot and uh, when I said when I decided to settle on her design it was like you know I like the green tones the colors were complementary and everything um her hair I just wanted something that was just a little bit out there but like not too much the colors just something that's a simple design um I wanted to go for a character that's sexy, but yeah, elegant, um, didn't show too much. Uh, did not fall into that trope, but yeah, also too, she was a warm, loving mother, um, caring wife, and just the fun character. And that if you're ready to throw hands, she's there to throw hands with you. Right, yeah. She got your back.
1: Yeah, no, no, she definitely right. had that right. A die vibe. Um, uh, mm. but yeah, no, this is, this is a fun story. See, guys, I can't wait to see what you do with it. Like I said, I'm having a just fun, just lettering and just reading what, what what's about to happen. Um, I'm looking forward to, to what you do. Yeah, with I just the, sent you the final me. parts.
2: Ooh. <laughs> I know, I know,
1: I just, I, I saw that. So, so okay, so people, people are interested. They want to know how they can read this book. Tell us how or where you can find the book. So, yeah,
0: I mean, just give us the elevator pitch, why they should join your Patreon, and then how they can find you. I'm going to give you the screen. It's all yours. Go for it, brother. Bam!
2: Sebastian here. <laughs> Welcome guys. So for a dollar, um, no, so you can f- read concrete combat, uh, Patreon sl- dot com forward slash bonet studios, Um, I drop every Tuesday so um, next week we're going to be dropping part 3 of chapter 1 and then in September part 4 will drop um, that first week of September Um, I post original art on there That it's not on all my my social medias on Sundays I do public posts um, so everyone who is not subscribed can at least take a look get a sample of the art Concrete Combat so Concrete Combat you're following the story of Micah Gordon Micah is um, a young man going through this world um, to navigate through this sport Um, it is a story about whether he is going to um, live up to his legacy or be crushed by it Um, the sport exists in a world in a city called citadel utopia and it is designed for those who um, are looking to be big dreamers in um, finding out their destiny and becoming um, legends or becoming the many cobblestones that have come through to play this sport and that is concrete combat
0: outstanding Love outstanding it. love it. I mean I love this conversation I mean every time whether we're on your show or you are on ours it always becomes a really good conversation there's so much information out there and there's so many um, fantastic topics to uh, cover um you definitely piqued our interest with um, your process I wish we could have gone deeper into your process um but next
2: time next time oh my God. next time gadget next time there you go <laughs> next time gadget and my, and next time let's when Duty makes his appearance. In the there you <laughs> go.
0: <laughs> there you go. Duty <laughs> does what duty does.
2: <laughs> you guys, man. you yeah. you're the
1: man, man. Thank you so much for coming on, and we'll definitely. I mean, we'll we'll talk some more. I love I love talking shop. This is what this is what this is all about. This is what we've been wanting to do on the show on Wednesday evenings. Just sit down and you know talk to a, a creator about their process because we all we're all doing this but we all have our own way of doing it and that's the beauty of indie there's no rule there are no rules there are no well yeah. this is the way you have to do it everybody does their thing their way and it yeah. works you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. it works the only thing that i say is the only thing you have to do is finish yeah. finish your product you you we can talk about how everybody does it and everybody's different but unless you finish it it doesn't matter you know what i mean and to me it's about getting to that finish line and we have to finish our products. We have to keep grinding. And I know it's hard, dude, because we have nine to five, the regular, the oh, real bro. jobs, you know, you got to make money, but finish, 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 finish. And you're finishing, bro. And I, and I appreciate what you're doing. I can't wait to to keep reading what, what, what you're putting out.
2: Well, and I, and I appreciate the support you guys have always been supportive of, uh, and, and what you guys have done too with your own stories and everything actually was some of the inspiration behind, you know what you guys are killing it. This has been something that's also been inspiration because you came out with wonder duck. You came out with duty. Um, there's an anime in my toilet. You guys came out with the cash to craze book. And I was like, that was just all inspiring. Like you said, the nine to five jobs, like my, my recommendation and anybody out there, like sometimes if you feel like it's getting too crazy, just take a few, like just t- t- take a step away relook at the project and just go right back into it. Um, Talk to your friends about their projects because that, that will inspire like you will, you'll be surprised where you get inspiration from and everything. Um, And you just go out there and just do it. Like, it's like Jake Parker said, finished, but not perfect. And it's like, as long as you finish it, you can always go back in there and, 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 yeah, and yeah. redo it. I mean, if you think about it, when we're talking about Sandman, Neil Gaiman is going to redo his series. Right. while This is coming out. I mean, and so Again, you, you just go out there, do it, and have fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's the right. key word: have fun. Make sure yeah. you're having fun because
0: yeah. uh, it'll it'll translate in the pages. Big time, brother! Big
1: time. But thanks, CBass. bass. Yeah. We'll talk, brother. I may see you next week. I mean, I got. I, hey, listen, don't forget. To oh
2: yeah, it. no, we're, we're, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna yeah. be bringing you guys back on because we need some friends to come on because Game of Thrones is coming back on, so we're gonna need needing some oh, people. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, right. that's uh, right. that's. True. What's that? The my
2: 20 my heart. My heart. <laughs> The <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we we need guests to talk about. We're put, we're gonna be putting creative series on hold because. Wait, but they got two yeah. things coming out. You got Lord of the Rings, Lord and of Rings, Game of, of Thrones. Game of Thrones. You lost she me, to Lord of the
1: Rings. You lost me, Lord of the Rings. I Yo. Can't. Go back to sleep. I can't.
0: <laughs> Yo, you can't. I love of the Riggs. No. Oh, man. You crazy? I'm looking forward to this. All right. Oh um, well, yeah, bass. Yeah. you have an open
1: ticket to the show, bro. You know yeah, that. You, so. and you, the fellas, Val, if you want to come on. I need to see some stuff from Val because Val's got some artistic yeah, you abilities. Gotta, you gotta She's nasty. Up. Maybe a cover or something. But yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. You guys have to come on. And yes. uh, this has been a blast, bro. Thank
0: you so much for coming.
2: Definitely. Thank you guys for having me. You got brother, man.
0: All right, so that was Sebastian Bonet, and again, check out, the link is in the summary, check out his Patreon, check out Nerds of the Round if you haven't done so already. Did just hit 300 subscribers? If you're watching the yeah, show like and you it. haven't subscribed to Nerds of the Round, go over to the channel and subscribe to that channel uh, today. Really, I mean, these guys go in, and they're very knowledgeable. I mean, they they, uh, no, they cut no, for no. topics that uh, you know no. I'm not qualified to cover. Hey, so, uh, they, be yes, they know this stuff. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it was a, a really good show Two good shows Again, I apologize for the gods <laughs> of thunder That have been shutting me high. down I'm on my laptop today um, But you know, I, I adapted and I overcame, right? You know, I was like, you know what? That, the show must go co- on Yeah, the computer kept going That station kept going out And I'm like, you know what? On. Laptop time That's So um, yeah, yeah but It was a good show If you like this episode, guys out there Guys and gals You know what to do Please give this a thumbs up Subscribe if you haven't done so already. Help us get monetized. Um, and uh, you know, we're so close, and uh, you know, your support goes a long way. Um, yeah, good stuff. For show, sure, for show. Sure. Yeah, and if All you right, haven't done bro. so already, sign up to the launch. If there's an alien in to my toilet, link is in the summary, Link is also in the chat. Uh book number three, i Chihuahua. It's gonna be Fuego. Sign up today. We're trying to get to 100. We're at 47 now. So Thank you for whoever the 47th person was who signed up while we're live streaming. I appreciate your support. Um with that said, I don't have the music, but uh I am <laughs> I am Sam the Crazy Man bro. George the G Moment <laughs> And we are out. <laughs> no, I was talking about my friend Laquisa met him in- Say my name, say
2: my name, right. <laughs> oh, This is what you were thinking? <laughs> oh, are you
0: describing? said, i You're listening to Catch the Craze. You're listening to Catch the Craze. You're listening to Catch the Craze. You are listening to Catch the Craze. I'm listening to Catch the Craze. you are listening to catch the craze the craze you are listening to Catch the Craze. And join us on the Morning Brew, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time tomorrow.